0: Welcome to Zero Knowledge. I'm your host, Anna Rose. In this podcast, we will be exploring the latest in zero-knowledge research and the decentralized web, as well as new paradigms that promise to change the way we interact and transact online. This week, I catch up with Adrian Charlin from SISMO. We chat about his early experiences building in DeFi and how this led him to build Sismo, a decentralized identity product with privacy-preserving properties. We cover the ZK badge concept, how they're minted, what is happening under the hood, and then explore some interesting emerging use cases for these. Now, before we kick off, I just want to let you know about the upcoming ZK Summit 9 event happening on April 4th in Lisbon. Join us once again for our ninth edition of the summit with all the latest research and most cutting edge implementations in the ZK space. You can find out more at zksummit.com and I hope to see you there. Now to the builders and hackers among you, I also want to highlight another event called ZK Hack Lisbon, which will be happening just a few days before the ZK Summit, also in Lisbon. So this is happening on March 31st through April 2nd. It's our first IRL hackathon focused on cool use cases in ZK. The application is open to potential hackers. I'm also adding this to our show notes. Now Tanya will share a little bit about this week's sponsor. Anoma's first fractal instance, Namada is launching soon. Namada is a proof-of-stake L1 for interchain asset-agnostic privacy. Nomada natively interoperates with fast finality chains via IBC and with Ethereum via a trustless two-way bridge. For privacy, Nomada deploys an upgraded version of a multi-asset shielded pool circuit, otherwise known as MASP, that allows all assets, fungible and non-fungible, to share a shielded set. The MASP circuit's latest update enables shielded set rewards directly in the shielded set, a novel feature that funds privacy as a public good. Visit namada.net for more information and join the community on Discord at discord.gg forward slash namada. So thanks again, Enoma. And now here's our episode. So today I want to welcome Adrian Chalin, the founder of Sismo. Welcome to the show, Adrian.
1: Hey, thanks. Thanks for inviting me.
0: I am very excited to dig into the topic for today, which is Sismo. So it's actually come up a couple times on the show. But before we dive into Sismo, let's learn a little bit about yourself. What's your background? What were you doing before you jumped into this project?
1: Yeah, so actually uh, I, I was interested into blockchains uh, when I read about the Bitcoin white paper pretty early on in my studies. And I was looking for a reason to be an entrepreneur. I've been passionate about startups and things like that since I was uh, very young. And so that, that was it. I'm from a... An engineering background was looking for a long-term, uh, big-changing industry, and when I read about the Bitcoin white paper and this fact that we are able to transact without any in- intermediary, that was fascinating to me. And I was thinking, okay, wh- why don't we do more than just money? And and then I I, I went to meetups, uh, and I didn't like that much the you know the taxi theft uh, stuff. So.
0: <laughs> Taxes theft, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, that was it. Like, it was, I guess, in 2014 or something. Like oh, yeah, that.
0: early. Okay.
1: And then I, I, I was very lucky that uh, pretty early on, somebody told me about uh, in a Bitcoin meetup, hey, this this thing, the the Ethereum, you might like it because you're more into like entrepreneurship part of it, like a bit more pragmatic, let's say, instead of super not dogmatic but like ideologist. So he told me about the Ethereum white paper that was just being released. Mm. And, and then I, I dig into the Vitalik hole uh, at that time. I think it was very articulate and it was able to, to gather cool people. So that's mm-hmm. when I went all in. I was one of the first employees of Consensus. Oh, wow. Um, and then I built uh, stablecoin projects there that was called Variable. So DeFi, but uh, timing was a bit too a early. early. Darn. Yeah.
0: Wow, I didn't actually know there were stablecoin projects back then. What was that like? Like, what kind of stablecoin was it?
1: Yeah, so I think that we were all pretty convinced that if we, if we wanted to do real world applications, we needed stablecoins because otherwise, like real users couldn't, like the, the volatility of the, the assets is, is definitely a, a blocker for any real world applications. Mm-hmm. So when I started the project, I think it was the early days also of Maker. And so my project was close to Maker. Actually, all stablecoin projects that are algorithmic. Um, behave the same. Uh, There are people that want volatility, the traders. There are others that don't want it, the Mm stablecoin holders. And you find a way in the system to sell the volatility to traders. So Maker is doing this. When you issue DAI, you are taking a bet, depending if you sell them or not. But there are traders that take leverage on the price of the collateral and others that sell this when you exchange it against a DAI. Anyway, so we're thinking about these things. Uh, So it was called Variable. It was a derivative exchange, close shout out to angle protocol. That is a French project that is basically the revamp of of variable in a way better way and and smarter and stuff like that. But uh, very happy to see them doing it. Cool. A French team that is doing the Euro stablecoin. So anyway, so did DeFi pretty early on within consensus. Then there was the ICO mania,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and the incentives were all around. The way for me to keep on building this project was to do a big ICO. Yeah. And that's, I didn't feel comfortable doing this. Uh, I didn't like that much this period. I think it was, you know, I started like super ideologist. I want to build stuff like with crazy cool people like Ethereum didn't exist. There was no price involved. Everybody was like crazy passionate and smart. And then it was my first time that I encountered like the euphoria. And oh, yeah. so I didn't like that much what it did to the community. So, anyway, uh, I left the project to consensus. Uh, and that's when I thought, okay, uh, now it's time to do the things that I've never done, like the real cryptography. And that's when I uh, I thought that Zcash at the time, the Zcash community was an amazing community.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think we met at Zcon one.
0: Very likely. Or Zcon zero, was it in Montreal?
1: I think, no, no, it was the one in Split. In, okay, okay. In, like, like that was the end of my. Basically, I spent four, four months doing all the cryptography from zero to wow. uh, pairings. Yeah, it was, it was cool. great to do our pairings. Of course, now I've lost it. But one week ago, actually, I was, doing, I was moving stuff in my apartment. And I found my, my, my pile of, of sheets with like the demonstrations of, of math. But I, I don't know. understand any, any longer. But, oh, no. So anyway, I, had my, I felt I needed to, to see what's the crypto behind all of what we do. And so ZK, Zcash was great. Uh, I think the community during the bear market around your ZK summit that you started to organize your podcast, uh, the Zcon, the Zcash, even the ZK snacks applied to Ethereum, all these things like, uh, you know, at some point we wanted to do a bridge between Ethereum and Zcash. I think that was the most interesting part of of that time. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I was less enthusiastic about the Ethereum community that was had this if is money meme and that that's not my stuff anyway
0: but even the the era you're talking about was 2019 had you not felt like that had been cleared out yet by 2019 cuz like Z, like the Zcon you talk about that's 2019 yeah. may or so may june so yeah like 2019 was like the depths of the bear market i i felt like icos were long gone by then
1: yeah, actually yeah, yeah maybe I was not clear so ICO, I didn't like it of course yeah yeah but the aftermath of the ICO when was when also the bad <laughs> was also really bad because yeah. then it's the first time that I saw the ethereum community in a defensive mindset you know we were like yeah. oh bitcoin they are defensive they are maximalist and so on like and we started to feel the same way about ethereum and yeah. I was thinking no the, this community is not about this it's not about like being defensive and saying it is money and it is better and Ether during the bear market. I didn't yeah. like that. So that's when where I left, I kinda of left. And in retrospect, I think that we were missing the community was still there, but we were missing a substrate, something to think about instead of the price. Yeah. And that's DeFi. Like DeFi when it happened. Then it went crazy, like we like like a lot of innovation. It yeah. was so great. Huh. And so I had to get back there. And that's what the thing that I was building with Variable, like the kind of DeFi, like that's what my thesis there was that we can do so much cool financial stuff, elaborate on, on Ethereum. Mm. So so I joined Aave as a smart contractor for a year. And that was great. Like right after the DeFi summer, spent a year there. And then we, have all, we had all the NFT, uh, ENFs, even a lot of DAOs, a lot of things, a lot of diverse data that are starting to be gathered on-chain. Mm-hmm. For instance, myself as a as a long time Ethereum builder and Ave contributor, mm-hmm. I had a wallet where I get my payments. So that's my professional wallet. I had my private wallet where I do my weird things, bad trades, Airments. all these things.
0: We all have that. Yeah, <laughs> our shame, our shame wallets.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, shame wallet exactly. Maybe I have an anon account. Uh, I have also Ooh. my. Public have I account. interacted with your anon? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Everybody needs to be kind with me because you don't know. Ah. I don't have a, a real account. I, I'm kidding. Okay. But yeah, and then I think almost everyone has like this public wallet that you put on Twitter where you you signal stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm using the agent.is to signal the project that I like. And it's really like my resume, my on-chain resume. So we realized that, oh, actually now stablecoins is fixed. Like we have some financial infrastructure that is being built. The second big theme since the beginning of Ethereum was identity. How can I use these wallets to store more than just money, but to store identity? And so I think for the first time in 2021, 2020, we had some diverse data, and we had issues with, okay, now that I have data, it's mine, it's not in a Web2 server, how can I leverage them? Well, in DeFi, what's great is that all applications talk the same language, so let, let me precise that, but whether you are Uniswap on Aave or on Curve, all these things, you cannot use your private wallet, your financial wallet. So there's no privacy constraints be, be mm-hmm. behind the fact that Uniswap knows that I'm using Curve. I'm using Aave. It's still the same identity. Where well, now I think that since we have several identities, at some point we want to aggregate them. Like uh, let's say that I'm a Aave paid employee with my private wallet where I do trades, I vote on the AVE governance. On my vanity address, I maybe vote on the forum, like on Twitter, I participate. Uh, so I have three wallets that I and I want no link between them. Yeah. But the aggregated social capital within the AVE community is very good. Yeah. There's no way today to prove stuff about yourself apart from the fact that I give you my address. Yeah. But I don't want to give you my private wallet. I don't want to give you the one I was paid in AVE. So I can only give you my validity address. And so that's the, the rise of CISMO is the fact that, okay, what happens with financial assets and financial capital within DeFi, it will happen on the Web3 social and on the social capital. But for this, we need to be able to, to unlock all the possibilities. Like, let's say create, create a credit score that takes in account your professional reputation, maybe your Uber reputation as a good driver
2: mm-hmm. and many
1: things. Now that the data is ours, we, Can actually do things with them, but we need privacy.
0: Yeah. Or you need ways to not link it, right? Like you need a way that it's not all linked together all the time. This is so, I mean, I like, I really like how you're telling this story because you can see like the problems that you're trying to solve with Sismo emerging very organically like you yourself are experiencing them you're seeing your peers experiencing them there you do also have the case of like they're assuming they have like multiple users when there is actually one it might actually be really interesting to know that there's like who are the real power users and yeah without revealing how they're connected do you think actually like Was the airdrop farming also a bit of a thing here where you see people kind of just like they're doing actions on chain to get an airdrop and you see like that's where that reputation or identity, like towards identity, they're trying to do like the most basic thing with a bot that you have to do to get an airdrop. But it's very, because the airdrop issuer doesn't really have that many other ideas to show what engagement looks like. They're just sort of using this very simple metric. But here you could actually maybe show that like yeah, you know, we're doing, a- I'm doing actions with multiple accounts across, and it, it actually sums up to something more human than these like stupid bots that all do the same action across a, a number of of wallets.
1: You know, I talked about the stable coins and the fact that to have sound financial infrastructure, we needed stablecoins, stable coins. And then DeFi was about the fact that everything was super liquid, thanks to the ERC20 standard, the token standard, you can stake your token in a protocol, then you get a receipt as tokens too that you can reuse elsewhere. And that's the liquidity and the stability thanks to stablecoins. So That's why I think that's my opinion of why DeFi is great and why it was unlocked during DeFi summer, Mm -hmm. you had first stablecoins. And second, you had this standard to communicate between financial systems. And similarly, I think like for the Web3 social, there's this big thing, it's civil resistance. That's something that we need to solve. To think about sound airdrops, I think you need first to make sure that each claimer is a human, is a unique human, meaning that
2: yeah.
1: one human can only ca- claim once. So that's the civil resistance. That's things that we don't, like we follow closely, like Worldcoin, like Proof of Humanity, and there are all other things that are working on it. These teams are working on very, very important problem. And Cismo is working more on to standard how to make your reputation, your social capital liquid. And so, for instance, with this mode, you could have, okay, prove that I'm a human, a unique human, using Worldcon, for instance, or any other civil rights tool. First, prove me that you're human, so you can only claim once, and then from all your accounts, you will aggregate, let's say, your volume on my exchange, and then you get airdrop proportional to that. And that way, I think, our jobs will be way more sound, basically, we don't have enough tool yet to be smart about reputation and about what it means engagement. The civil resistance, I think is one of the core things that will be that will unlock so much more
0: mm. in understanding this concept of like on chain identity as forged through actions to sort of create the story of a human. I really liked that idea that it was like it was very it seems very merit based right It's like what you've done, not who you are. I really like that, but I think what we've also seen are just people who write scripts that just do that on multiple addresses. So it just looks like, it looks like, you know, slightly human activity, but it's just kind of completely automated and they can like just farm that. Like you mentioned, WorldCoin has this way of proving your humanity. They scan your iris with an orb. Um, And I have some friends that work there, but I've always found that the orb scanning part makes me uncomfortable. I, I just can't. Believe that there's not something more creative in trying to just dis- determine that somebody is human. That we have to kind of resort to the iris. Um, and yeah, I just wonder, like, if you've thought if there aren't better ways to do this.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Like, that's actually like uh, I told you about like stablecoins and civil stable resistance and how it can relate. Uh, in my opinion, Worldcoin or proof of humanity or KYC solutions that it's yes or no is basically the the centralized stablecoin, like it's, it's yeah. okay. You go outside of crypto and then you get a stamp. So I, I won't judge the solutions, but it's perfect. Like in the sense, it's like the USDC, the trust assumption is really on the the central party. Here it's the same with WordCoin, with proof of humanity, with KYC, they are in charge of it. And then they are the algorithmic civil resistance. And of course, I I, I think Gitcoin Passport is a great trial at like this. I think that there are also teams that are working on on your graph. Let's say that if you prove that you have a social graph, you know, every human on Earth is connected uh, on the risk. There is like seven levels. I mean, like. Oh,
0: six degrees of separation, something like that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We just had a chat about that. So apparently in crypto, it's probably far fewer degrees of separation. But anyway.
1: Exactly. But if somehow you can measure. The closeness of an account, like basically the real attention it gets, like the closest it is to real humans and that humans are incentivized to, to create that, that could be a way. Mm-hmm. The other ways I think is, is the attention, like instead of just saying like having an account or not, you, you can see whether it gets attention or not. It's, it's very likely that bots don't get attention actually we don't know with chat gpt maybe it will change yeah
0: that's actually as we're talking about it's it i'm realizing YouTube. that too but yeah so what you're saying is like a reputation score of some sort like so because they're being followed like they're doing some actions that people are recognizing as interesting and then they're being tracked or they're being followed or they're being starred or something like that by a community which suggests it's real and yeah i actually as as we were talking through this whole thing definitely the ai component comes in where you're like like that, that idea of these scripts and these bots doing things that seem kind of like human enough to get an airdrop. Like, who's to say that there isn't scripts or bots or like AI bots that actually start to look kind of human?
1: Hopefully, like, th- there can be ways to think about it where, okay, you are, I re- like it's just a way to so that you have a unique account, but it doesn't mean that you have a unique identity. Like, that's what Sysmo is trying to do. Like, mm-hmm. Sysmo basically. It allows from all the accounts that you have and why one might be your WorldCoin account. You can do stuff from all your data. We can see it as a tool. I I didn't spend enough time to think about like all the philosophical uh, uh, consequences, (laughs) but it's, it's not because you do something like WorldCoin. It can just be one more tool for your identity. Sometimes Mm. you need to prove it, sometimes not. But of course, a lot of dystopian stuff can, uh, yeah, definitely one of the feeling it gives.
0: I think now let's talk more about what Sysmo is doing, because I think what we've just set is like a few of the problem spaces or things that it's trying to solve. What, how does Sismo work? What is it?
1: Yeah, so Sysmo works, basically, there, there's two sides within Sismo. Like uh, ZK people will know that there are provers and verifiers. That's one of the main things in ZK.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the ZK provers, what's great is that they are privacy preserving, meaning that they just prove a specific fact that is targeted. You build the circuits to allow someone or something to prove one specific fact without proving the core data that you have. So, okay, once you have verifiers and provers, that's the ZK scheme. It's used in ZK scaling. Everything that is proved is public, and you use that just to say it's legit, and you have no privacy reason. So it's that's interesting. The way we use it, ZK, is for privacy. Mm-hmm. And our tra- our concerns like, okay, users have data on their wallets, and they want to prove stuff from them. Or even from their web to identity, by the way we we support Twitter and GitHub, for instance, but users have accounts and they want to prove stuff to third parties without revealing their addresses or their accounts so sismo allows you to i have a wallet with like a ten thousand transactions, but I just want to prove that I have this nFT or that i a big user of ethereum I will be able to do that. I will be able to generate a ZK proof within sysmo and this Zk proof. Can either be sent to a third party that verifies it. Mm-hmm. This is more the long term approach. But currently, what we do is like this ZK proof is used to generate a ZK batch. So we send the ZK proof to what we call a ZK attester. It's a smart contract that has two roles, it's three roles actually. First, is verify that the proof is valid. Then it stores the nullifier uh, like Tornado Cache or Semaphore. Yeah. It makes sure that I cannot use the same source twice. And third, it's, it's issued the zk badge that is an S- SBT solvent token. Uh, basically, it's a non transport token, and we think as zk badges as tokenized attestations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Basically, they attest for something. So, very concrete example: during zk Hack 3 workshop, uh, people that solved the puzzles were offered a zk badge, and what it means is that we created this group of eligible users. So we have the list of all people that solved the puzzles. And within Sismo, they were able to generate the ZK proof that they are part of this group. That's the real proof that is generated. I'm part of this group. Mm -hmm. And then the ZK proof is sent to the ZK tester, and it creates the ZK badge. Okay, I'm a successful submitter of uh, ZK Act 3 workshop. So that's it. That are the core example. Then what it allows to do. Uh, Now you can do airdrops to these people. For them, they don't have to reveal who they are. They exactly are. That's interesting. You can do like privacy preserving votes. If you want to learn, get feedback on ZK Hack 3 workshop, you can do a vote. And now you know that you won't be able to say, hey, guys, why did you say that? That's interesting.
0: Just to clarify, though, when you talk about this sort of creation of the badge, what I had not realized when I first kind of was seeing the product was that it gets created anywhere you want. So it's that separation, like especially if you're trying to track like on-chain activity, or a Twitter account or anything like that, the attestation badge can be kind of minted in a very different place, an address that's not connected at all,
1: right? Yeah, thanks a lot for precising that. But yeah, that's the point. We have source destinations that allows you to prove stuff about your, your reputation, your data, your history. And then you can mint the badge on any destination. A bit like sometimes people refer us as, as Tony Lucas for data, meaning that you have data on an account and you can transfer it to another without revealing and it's granular, meaning mm. that you can reveal any part of it. And as for app developers, like when you guys created the ZK badge, you went through the factory. You just have to copy pass your whitelist or use some data providers like, OK, I want to create a badge for all my followers or lens. So I invite you to take a look at It's Anyone can create a ZK badge, it's permissionless. That's the first step. You have a ZK badge. Now we have to find utilities since it's a token, it's already integrated in. Great tools like Gil, like Snapshot, all these things.
0: So actually I want to spend time talking about sort of the use cases and the different ways that you're seeing teams use it. But before we do that, I want to sort of look a little bit under the hood at what it is. So you're built on Ethereum. So you had mentioned factory.sismo.io. Yeah, maybe just explain like what is actually where is Sismo? What is it? And maybe is there anything off-chain happening?
1: Yes, actually I wouldn't say that it's Ethereum-based. I mean it is. So we have circum circuits. That allows people to prove they are part of groups. The way it works is that basically we create a group. So let's say that I take all my Lens followers, like uh, all, all addresses that voted on a specific DAO, have this group of, let's say, 100 addresses. What will happen is that we turn that into a Merkle tree. And in the proving scheme, what you will prove is that first you own a source account that is part of the tree. And secondly, that you own also the destination account, the one that will receive the patch or the one that will be the destination of the ZK patch. So the proving part is off-chain. It's in small front-end. That's the main difference that we have with the ZK scaling team is that our constraint is that all ZK proofs are generated in the front-end because what we want is that only the users have access to that. Yeah, so that's one constraint.
0: Ah, do you mean like, so all the proof generation is happening in the browser of the of the user? Exactly. Okay.
1: So we have the proving scheme. You prove you're part of a group, then it gets verified on chain and you you get a ZK patch. Now Sismo has an infrastructure that creates all these groups. So when you create a group in the factory, you will actually create a PR. Like the factory what it does is just a no code UI on top of one of the repos that is open source, that is the Sismo Hub, that turns any request mm-hmm. like get my followers, it turns that into a Merkle tree, and the Merkle tree is pushed on chain so that then the ZK attestors can verify the ZK proofs. Interesting. So now just a small uh, nuance. Okay, for now we verify the ZK proof on chain and it issues a ZK badge. But the ZK proofs could very well be verified into a backend of any service. So in that way, we are using Ethereum as a source of truth for our roots, the roots of our groups, and everything is transparent, meaning that we are the central entity that updates these routes but all is open source so you can very well see if we if we cheat basically so we are trusted mm-hmm. but we are auditable uh, entirely so anyway so we have these roots on chain then we write the attestations as zk badge on chain but we could very well use this zk proof outside of the blockchain world and i think this is a big part of Sismo too. is that later i don't know i'm a, i'm a zk shop i don't know i want to let's say like the zk hack people i want to let them buy a hat mm-hmm. i don't need them to have a zk badge i just need like that my server checks that they were part of zk hack so with sysmo they will prove that they are eligible to this off-chain service oh, interesting and the off-chain service can verify that off-chain. so that's a small nuance that we have is that i think sbts are the best standard and we'll go for this for a long time mm-hmm. like that will be our main focus the zk badges but it doesn't stop here, of course. And it's, it's like the ZK is more than blockchain. It's cross-chain. Like like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so what you're saying here is it's like it's not tied to Ethereum, but you're using a, a property of Ethereum because a lot of the use cases that you're dealing with are also blockchain use cases. But you could use a very similar architecture set up, maybe even a lot of what you've already built off-chain without a blockchain or on any other blockchain. I guess you just have to recreate the Verifier smart contract package there.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I'm kind of curious what proving system you're using and like if you ever had to do a trusted setup. If you're saying proof generation happens in a browser, I'm assuming it's like quite a quick proving time. But yeah, what, what is what is the actual ZK snark there?
1: Yeah, so currently we are still on growth 16 uh, using Circom. So we have one trusted setup but for all the groups. So as I told you before, like the ZK scheme for us is proof that you are part of a group. And we managed to make the circuits where the size of the group can move, like can update and basically as variables, you get the root. So that's why in the factory, it's always the same. Like in the factory, if you want to create your ZK patch, you basically select the group of eligible users. But then the ZK scheme is always the same. So we, we use one ZK scheme. It's called the Hydra's one ZK scheme. The trusted setup was done with uh, several people. It's not like entirely like community driven because we're still in alpha, and I think we don't want to hide the fact that we we've done everything we can, but we didn't go into like the I see, I see. The whole, almost yeah,
0: yeah. And that's actually that's sort of what I what I realized too is it it feels like it's in experimental phase, and yet I know that there are people who like want these badges as though it's a finished product, <laughs> but it's an iteration, right? It's like you wanted to sort of get something out to show it, and this is what's really cool is like. You know, I've been hearing about use cases kind of through other teams where like somebody had created one of these Sismo badges for action on a DeFi product or like action over here. And it's like it wasn't from you guys. It's like some other team thought, oh, this would be really cool to do. Do you, do you get compared to Poaps a lot?
1: Yeah, so PoApps are good friends of ours. Like, okay. Uh, and I think that they are aiming at the mainstream where building infrastructure. And I think we can add a privacy layer for them. I think we need these kind of teams that are more towards mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they are doing an amazing job. Yeah, I don't have a definite answer for this. I think that there are some similarities, but ours is really centered around the infrastructure part of not tokenizing your events, your life, or stuff like that. that I think it's more POAP, but it's more about bringing liquidity to the data you already have. Mm. So for instance, like POAP, or score all these people that are tokenizing reputation, tokenizing facts, real life. We want to tell them, hey guys, we are a tool for you to make your prop more usable. Because with Sysmo, for instance, you could create, okay, I take all the holders of these props. By the way, you can do it today in the factory, no code. Mm-hmm. You just choose prop, you choose the ID of the prop, and it creates a ZK badge. And then you can use this ZK badge. To do like uh, private airdrops, like yeah. that's zikidrop.io, also something that we, we shipped. Anyway, so yeah, like all people that create data, we want to help them. All people that tokenize well to or real world data, want to help them to have a good infra to make the best out of it.
0: Like as a just to kind of riff a little bit on the PoAP idea, though, like could you do something where you want to invite everyone who had been to an event that received a PoAP in person events before, let's say, twenty twenty. So say like someone had created a ZK badge that just said, if you've been to any of these events, we want to give you a new special badge. You could just submit like, yeah, this address, like I have this POAP on this address. I can submit it and then I can, po- I can point the badge to a, like a brand new account. Something where it's completely detached from the account that had actually received that POEP so many years ago. It's an account I don't use anymore. I'm super embarrassed by all the terrible DeFi trades I made on there. But like you could still get the benefit. You could have that sort of newer token that signifies that you've actually done this thing. And that would be actually very interesting if people wanted to like tap into like the early community who was there a couple of years ago and how to reward them. Just just an idea there to throw it out into the world for anyone who might want to do that.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, but it 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 already exists. Oh, damn. Okay. And- <laughs> What's it called? No, no, no. no. But, uh, since we are permissionless, anybody can create a badge. And so some specific badge are created by the governance, so by the community, by the DAO. It's a proto-DAO. It's not a real DAO. And they don't have power, but they help us. We consult them on things. Okay. So one of the created badges today is like the Proof of Attendance ZK badge. Mm-hmm. And basically we pulled all the cool events that we thought about, like all the DevCons, the EdCons, the HCC, the DAP Berlin, like all these things. Uh, maybe some ZK events, I don't know if you Oh, well, were... I never did
0: PoEpt, sadly. Yeah, okay, I'm, so I'm bummed, that's your yeah.
1: And so, yeah, and that was for us a badge that is CB-resistant, meaning, you know, we, we talked about like, we don't like that, like the WorldCoin, the KYC, all these things is centralized. And this pull-up is, is, for us, it was a trial at making something civil-resistant. If you are part of one of these events before the airdrops existed and yeah. everybody was trying to get pull-ups or nothing, it means that you are somehow a human or... And as you said, you can send it to a virgin address. And so then you can prove that you are a uh, OG no without revealing anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have there been any use cases that kind of surprised you? Things that like you actually had not predicted and were quite shocked when people were trying to, to build something with
1: it. So I guess there are maybe three things. We have this masquerade. I don't know if you know about it, no. but it's a privacy preserving party that we do each year at CC. Oh, cool. So, yeah. You
0: told me about that. I, I haven't uh, been to it
1: yet. So we have the mask and stuff and like cool. the Venezian vibes, nice. like in Venice. Uh, it was great. Next one will, will be even greater, I think. But so we didn't know really how to give tickets to these people because it was limited. So we said, okay, let's create a ZK badge for people that follow Masquerade on Lens. And so that was great. Like many people did this and then they had to apply with a form and give feedback, help us basically. And so we were able to like create the community because we have limited places. But what I think we didn't expect that then it created sort of a trend like with many people creating this ZK badge, like, Hey, follow me on Lens. Like, you know, the, Close to farmer, but not farmer. Okay. But like, it's it's fun because some that's not the best use case for us. Like, even it's interesting. It's yeah, a way to attract followers is to hey guys, follow me on Lens, and you'll get my personal ZK badge, and then you I'll give you access with to some stuff with it. I think it's it might seem like farmer stuff or just like trying to get more followers, but maybe it's the revamp of the personal tokens. Yeah. Like soon, maybe you'll be able to do with it this more hey, I create this group for people that follow me on Twitter or follow me on Lens or I don't know or I don't know. And that creates your community ZK badge and then you can give those people, I don't know, access to your newsletter and to to physical events. That was something that was cool. Nice. And then there's this team ZK Pay that are building on top of Aztec uh, that gated their community to the holders of the Aztec users, ZK badge. Mm. So they created like a very nice badge that is trying to remove farmers from their badge, like uh, doing an average of, I don't know, 0.1 deposit uh, in three times or I don't know what. And so that was cool because that was the real vision. We didn't push for it. That's going to be for next year, but we didn't push that much. For now we were more trying to uh, let people understand what's the ZK badge, this source, you prove stuff from a source, you get a badge on the destination. Mm But now they directly use it as access control and that's definitely what we want to do. So that was fascinating to to see those. And yeah, I guess it's the number of badges that are created. We we don't push, we don't have marketing that much. We don't push that much, but in two weeks after the update that we did, we did 2x uh, on these things. So And now, anyway, anyway, so just the beginning to be honest, but uh, yeah. We hope to see weird things. To be honest, I didn't see the weirdest thing that I want.
0: Okay, you, you're you saying you're waiting for something weirder. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> like, uh, because it's so powerful. Because imagine, like, let me give you like some things that are possible. Okay, so now it's, okay, group of eligible users, you can get the ZK badge. But now imagine that you say, okay, deposit into this contract, uh, Ether, for instance, and then you get a ZK badge that proves that you deposited this contract, Ether. And the only way to withdraw your Ether is to burn your ZK badge. Ooh! If you do that, it's close to a very known protocol that, uh, if you think about it, <laughs> you manage to deposit from an account yeah. and withdraw from another. Interesting. So I think this is what DeFi did. Like That's actually in the very first days of Sysmo, that's what I wanted to do is that a DeFi, thanks to the standard ERC-20 and this open source and talking the same language, did really weird stuff. You know, I was building a DeFi project early. I couldn't imagine that you would go this far, like this weird stuff, like the the, the YAM stuff, like the liquidity mining, all these things. It, it was weird because just because, yeah, it's a freedom for, for innovators and you can do very cool stuff that are new.
0: That's so true, though. The the idea that like these DeFi kind of things were built a lot of the early ones were experimental, but they were very thought out. And then you'd start to see these people like iterating quickly. And some, a lot of those experiments, most of those experiments failed in fire. Like it just burned everyone to the ground. And like, Yam yeah, is an example, but like you did have these just sort of, I remember that acceleration of ideas, like you'd seen a little bit of success and people were like, oh, it's actually easy to do. No one knew the full outcome you kind of had to play it out you had to see like what are these and and you needed people sharply looking who maybe even want to maliciously attack it to even be able to figure out like what is the actual outcome of putting this thing out into the world i want to understand a little bit like the future for the product there's sort of two ways i want to understand this one is just like the roadmap you have so like what's coming for sure uh, and then also just like philosophically, if there's something else. But on the roadmap, I also kind of wanted to understand, like, who is the team? How many are you now? And yeah, tell, tell me a little bit about what your plans are.
1: Yeah, so I think that 2022 was about the ZK badges, about educating people, building all the infrastructure, like the group creation, like the market tree, building the team also. So we have a great team. Uh, I think that we are 13 today. So the team is in real good state. so 2022 was about like getting from zero to one, uh, mailing a lot of partners. I think that we have good relations with people. And this year will be about to, two main things: to act on these friends. We have many friends, but we didn't yet build many partnerships mm-hmm. because we were still building the infrastructure. And the product that we will sell to all these partners is the proof We Sismoflow. flow. So that's the core thing behind what we want to do that we want applications to be able to let users import their reputation or their history. Directly. Directly. So I'm an app developer. My goal is to create an airdrop for a specific set of users. The way it will work with Sysmo is first, you choose your group, the people that your whitelist, the, the people that are allowed to get access to your airdrop. So using the factory, but you don't need to even to create a ziggy batch. You just say, okay, I want to create an airdrop for, my Lens followers. So I choose on the factory, okay, all people that follow sysmo.lens, that creates a group. And then, you will have several integrations that you can do from this group. You can say, okay, I want to ne- create a new contract that is gated to this group. So we have a Solidity library that allows you to gate specific functions to eligible users. Mm. How it works that, okay, so I'm the zkDrop app. I integrated the Solidity library to accept 0 knowledge proof from sysmo to access the kpatch we'll see that later it's okay so i'm the airdrop app people to prove that they're eligible usually what we would do today is you connect your wallet you do a sign in with ethereum to prove that you are the owner you sign a transaction in your wallet to prove that you are owner of the account okay i'm the ender.eth i'm part of this group you can access my airdrop that's how it works today today they are often a central server that checks your credentials you prove them that you are owner of an address They check in your wallet whether they have what you want, what they want you have, and then they will sign a message because they are owner of the NFT contract. So they will say, "Okay, I mint a token for this person because it proved me," but it's proved me in the centralized way. With Sismo, how it would work is that as an app, I don't ask users to sign in with Ethereum to give their wallet address. I just integrate a prove Sismo button, and so when users click on this, they are redirected to Sismo. In Sysmo, they already have their accounts in their vault. In Sysmo, you have the vault. You import your accounts in the Sysmo vault, and that's, you are able, from these accounts, to create ZK proofs out of it. Mm. So you redirect to Sysmo. In Sysmo, you maybe have already imported your 10 accounts, your your five accounts, your vanity address, your mm-hmm. private wallet, and yeah, your five accounts. And so in Sysmo, you generate the ZK proof. Then you redirect it back to the app that has the ZK proof. And so then this ZK proof will be sent on-chain and verified on-chain by the NFT contract. I say, okay, this proof is valid. I give you an NFT. But
0: somewhere in there, you're still printing a badge. It's not direct direct, that they're just like, they're verifying and then they do whatever they want to do. You're always getting the badge that like is also going to be connected to something they want to give you.
1: For now, yes. So actually the the app is available on zkdrop.io, it worked we allowed all people that contributed to the merge, like all the, um, the clients' teams and yeah, stuff, yeah. They, they created this merger pass NFT that was airdropped in a privacy-preserving way to all these people. And the process was, okay, uh, are you eligible? Prove this more. you're ready to Sysmo. In Sysmo, you prove you're eligible. And then you use the ZK proof on-chain to do, it. first, you verify the ZK proof, you get the ZK badge, but it's like a- It
0: sort of doesn't matter. It's like- an It interim. doesn't matter that much.
1: Okay. And they get the NFT. And our goal will be to be more and more into the, serving these applications. Like, I think it's very important the ZK-Bash, but there are some cases that we, yeah, it, it might not be needed everywhere and we could do exactly the same process, but with an off chain service, like the ZK-Shop at AudioBot that just wants to get your physical address. Mm-hmm. And instead of giving you, having you giving their address, prove this is more, you go to ZK-Proof. Redirected to the ZK shop. They reply, okay, the ZK proof is valid. So now give me your address, your physical address, so yeah. that I can ship you the hat. And I don't know your wallet and I'm happy about it. Like we had several people that came with us for this solution.
0: Kind of going on that, I and mean, right now a lot of people are talking about like real world assets. Have you thought about Sismo attestations attached to that?
1: Yeah, actually that's another part of the protocol that is modular. Like today to create the proof, it's part of a group. But actually we can feature several proving schemes, ZK and not ZK, by the way. For instance, there's a team of students that is building a semaphore ZK attester. So you will be able to generate from the semaphore group ZK badges. Mm -hmm. But maybe tomorrow we can create a new form of proving scheme. And the proving scheme is, it's not a ZK proof, it's just a proof. Hey, I have the signature from the French government that I'm older than 18. Give me the badge that I'm older than 18. Mm-hmm. It's not privacy preserving.
0: Well, the, where the badge is, it is, I guess. But like, yeah, that, that first part is,
1: is not. So these are like, this is also what we're trying to do. Many different proving schemes. And that's the thing about the ZK community that we hope to to be users of the research. Like Semaphore, for instance, we want to leverage that. We think we have a good play. We have a good spot to help ZK for privacy get adoption or get user feedback or see how it can actually be used by real users. So that's why we're trying to be really close to all the ZK researchers, and we're really part of this community. We don't just take, we, we're trying to, yeah, be part of the community.
0: Do you also think, like, don't, don't you already allow GitHub or Twitter accounts to be used directly into it? So, like, you don't always have to use on-chain data to prove something?
1: So this is, like, this is, will be the technical part, that the Sismo scheme, the way it works, is that it's hard to verify ECDSA in uh, snark today it's costly it takes time and even if if some teams have been able to reduce this time you have the issue that it's hard you, you cannot compute a nullifier because the ECDSA signature is malleable okay. yeah you, you cannot have a nullifier out of it so the way sysmo works is that it will create an off-chain commitment meaning i have the address daybrand.eth i will go to the commitment mapper as an off-chain service uh, managed by sysmo
2: mm-hmm.
1: where you will be able to associate hey to deadrun.it i associate this commitment so the hash of a secret and so for twitter since we have the commitment what we do is that in your Sismo vault so you have the Sismo vault it's it's a it's like a password manager where you store all the signatures because when you import an account a web3 account into sysmo you mm-hmm. sign in messages that mm-hmm. creates the commitment like basically we We derive a deterministic secret from your signature, a bit like Aztec. Anyway, so in your vault, you store your signatures, and the vault has a key, basically, a mnemonic, and we will associate your Twitter account with a secret from this key.
0: Okay. How do you do it, though? Do you have to get on Twitter? Do you have to do something? Like, how couldn't someone just submit the wrong thing? Couldn't they just be like, yeah, this is me, but it's like not them?
1: Yeah, so that's the part. So the commitment mapper verifies that you are well owner of the uh, accounts. So in case of Twitter, there's a signing with Twitter. Okay. So the commitment mapper says, okay, Anna went through it. So as Sismo, the thing that we can learn is that you are a user of Sismo, but we cannot learn any because what you what is stored in the server is the commitment, so the hash of the secret, and mm-hmm. then you will be able to prove from the knowledge of the secret, you will be able to prove that you are well. The Twitter owner of Anna, of Anna, and we'll be able to do proofs. So, yeah, that's the way for us to. You are able to basically we turn your Twitter account into a secret, and we turn also the Ethereum account into a secret, mm. and then in the zk themes you you prove that you know these secrets.
0: Have you had the creation of Sismo badges where you needed to have? like multiple inputs or is it always kind of one-to-one like so far almost all the examples that we've talked about have been like are you part of this group yes no and if yes here's your badge somewhere else but what if it was like actually you need to be part of this group and this group and this group and like all of those things have to be correct in order for you to pass through does that exist or is that something you're thinking of doing
1: that's the core value that we bring to the table. You know, before I told you like all people that have great data, like Poaps, like DJin Score, like I don't know, people that have great data, they should tokenize in our system. And that's the reason why, because our one of the core goals of Sismo is to let users aggregate data from multiple accounts and to reuse their reputation for multiple groups and stuff. And we focus only on that. Like how data provider can create these groups or create this ability for apps to get the service depending on their data and to use a proof stuff on this data. So we have three kind of people, the users that have the data, mm-hmm. the data creators that generate this this proof, this credit score, this reputation score, these things. Yeah. And then you have the apps that consume these scores. So yeah, that's definitely why, like, that's why we don't go after the CB resistance. That is very important. That's what we don't go about the tokenizing off-chain for on-chain. We focus on making it super modular and interoperable. And yeah, that's our focus. That's why we think we built infrastructure. Okay. That's our goal. So you're,
0: you're basically saying someone could do that with what you've built. Yeah, exactly. But right now, that's not what you're... You're not like... Your system that's like people are using to build badges, that's not possible there at this time.
1: For now, you can already say it's a small part of it, but you can say, okay, I want to create a badge for people that are eligible to the proof of humanity ZK badge or have the proof of attendance ZK badge that we told about?
0: Yeah, yeah. But can you do and? That was the question. Because I'm, I'm wondering, like, what if you need people to have three different things that they've done in order to go through? And if they only have two, they don't get two. Can you do that already with your system?
1: Currently, no. But that's that's being worked on. Like, that's that's needed. Uh, if we want to go where we want.
0: Because I do, I really do think that that combination is going to be fascinating. Like who gets through that? Then you can almost like, you can start to refine. If you want to give badges to a very specific group, a subset of your community, you can start to like narrow it down. Like, you know how there's like roles in some, you know, on Discord or whatever. It's like, if you've done certain actions, you get a certain level of roles. But if you've done more, you can kind of get higher. You can almost start to do that. More on chain, where it's like you can make certain badges only eligible for those who've been like super active in a way that you want on your system.
1: Yeah, so, actually, let me tell you I'm sorry, but let me tell you about the, the current governance of CISMO. I told you that we consult the community. And so, we have this badge that is called the CISMO Contributor ZK badge. And there are so several levels to this badge. So, small technical notes the badges are ERC 1155, they are fungible. They are not NFTs, they are fungible tokens. Okay. Meaning that and, and we say that the balance for a badge is your level for it. So meaning like if I have one Sysmo contributor's DK badge, it means that I'm a Sysmo contributor level one. Okay. But like when I told you, you prove that you are part of the group, it's a bit more complex. It's I'm, i I prove that I'm part of the group with a specific value. So for instance, the groups are, okay, Anna has a level five, Adrian has a level four. And so you will be able to meet maximum level five, but you could prove that you are level two if you yeah, don't want yeah. to read the entirety. So
2: huh.
1: that's the group of the Sismo contributors uh, have several levels, one, two, three. We have three levels. People that helped us the more, like help us with like a great PR on GitHub. Stuff like that, they have the level three, the core team has the level three. People that are, have used Sismo have level one and in between you have people level two. And you so send because to flag these people, we give them two and oh, then you actually donate. give them
0: poaps? Yeah,
1: we give them poaps. So that, <laughs> that's why. Uh, so we give them poaps, and then they are part of this group, and then they have this zk badge,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then they can access different channels depending on their levels. And in the Sysmo governance, in the snapshot, level one have one vote, level two have fifty votes, level three have five hundred votes, and that allows us to have like reputation-based <gasps> voting system instead of a token-based system. But and still the anonymous, term,
0: right? Like the anonymous. the actual points and badge can live on a different address than the exactly whatever where the Po or the like the exact level is. Interesting.
1: So yeah I think that this is these are all small experiments about things that will be interesting. We hope to have like for instance a governance that takes into account your financial capital but also your contribution capital within mm-hmm. the, the ecosystem. And imagine that a product has token voted, multiplied, that can be increased by your contribution level. I think that's a good thing. So we hope to yeah. see this would be the kind of weirdness I'm expecting in the next year.
0: What I think maybe doesn't come across right away, but the more I dig into what you're doing, the more I realize like there is so much potential for like experimentation by other organizations who have their own needs with a system like this. That taps into the privacy part of ZK, but in a far more interesting way than I thought like a lot of the other, like a lot of the cases so far have been like sort of singular in what they can accomplish. And this is, seems very, very wide ranging because like I, you could see it being used for discord groups, like little, you could use, you could see it being used for small communities, for events and stuff like that. But I mean, here you get into certification, you get into governance levels, I wonder if there's like ways to do even like delegations somewhere in here. So yeah, there's something really cool going on.
1: That's why I'm not satisfied with the current weirdness. I think that they're, <laughs> they're, we open with a wide spectrum of innovation yeah. and I'm, we can see more. We hope to incentivize people to do more.
0: But I think people still need to understand it. And like you said, you're still an alpha. So maybe there's even, maybe it's good that, that there's still like a pretty small community. Although actually, would you call your community small or do you think, is it like, it's pretty big? It's,
1: it's bigger than expected, let's say that. I think nice. it's, uh, we have a great community. The, the the thing I'm most surprised with is that like the badges are, you you need to pay for it uh, as a badge creator. And we have several badges per day. We didn't even try to market that at all. So we have people that are ready to pay to get their ZK badges that pay for using the factory. Mm. And the like very organic people from the community start to take ownership and yeah, and we have a lot of opportunities. Like uh, So it's cool. it's small, but uh, try to, uh, I think it's great. Growing fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right we'll right on.
0: All right, Adrian, thank you so much for sharing all of this about Sismo and talking with us about some of the kind of initial observations that led to the creation of this and, and now what's possible with it or will be possible with it as it grows.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. It it was really great.
0: Cool. So I want to say a big thank you to the podcast team, Henrik, Rachel, Adam, and Tanya. And to our listeners, thanks for listening.